The Athletic. Hello and welcome to Pot on the Tyne. I'm Taylor Payne, sitting alone in my boudoir. And things are a little different this week. To celebrate the occasion of our first Champions League draw in 20 years, we decided to broadcast live to the world, aka a handful of Athletic subscribers. As you may know, Chris and George have to host these affairs and neither of them has a great track record managing the technical aspects of a modern smartphone. And anxiety levels were not helped by the prospect of a meandering UEFA affair with Newcastle in the last of four pots. But we roped in one or two brainy guests and tried to make the best of it. So what follows are the highlights of a very extended conversation. We hope you enjoy it. Here goes nothing. Everybody, this is Taylor Payne here. We're uh, we're going to go live very very soon. We're just going to allow a little bit of time for people to get in uh, and join the live room. If you've ever experienced one of these before, you'll know that they are fraught with technical difficulties, and we don't expect anything less today. We're going to just wait a few minutes to get as many people in as we can before we actually start talking. This is the Athletics live room for Put on the Time. We'll be back in just a moment. Right then, we're going to get started, I think. Everyone's here. So, just to uh, give you an idea of who's in the room, we've got George Coggan. George, how are you doing? Well, it has all the hallmarks of a fast, doesn't it? I'm not talking about the Champions League room, I'm talking about us trying to work telephones, laptops, all at the same time. It's a, it's, a, it's a brave new world, Taylor. It's a brave new world. And Newcastle United are at the forefront. This is the white heat of technology. It's the Champions League. We're not worried about the... EFL trophy anymore. We're not worried about the Papa John's. It's the big one. Come on, we can raise the we can raise our games for this, surely. Absolutely. Jacob Whitehead's here as well. Jacob, you're all right. I'm good. Back from a, a short birthday break. So I miss Monday's podcast and I'm just here. I only view Champions League. You only do Champions League. That's fair enough. I mean you are very sort of high level and executive, aren't you? So that that's why we have you here for this. It's been suggested that George should be the one who's in Monaco. It sort of fits his oeuvre more, which I do agree with heartily. I, I, I tend to winter in in, uh, in in Monaco. That's my winter haunt for tax reasons, of course. But yeah, not there today. Yeah, and for anyone who's uh, wondering, the most non-executive and deluxe person we have, Chris Woff is also here. Chris, how are you doing? Uh, yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm just watching this live feed, as because as, obviously we are here for the Champions League draw. We've just missed a saxophone player and a pianist. And instead, you're gonna, if you haven't tuned into a live and you've tuned into us instead, you, you get to hear Jacob speaking into what sounds like a, a potato. So uh, yes, Jacob's, Jacob's very old technology working there. This is going to be seamless all the way through. Do not worry, everyone. There will not be a single glitch at all. This will be perfect. Yeah, there's, there's no chance of this coming. Apart from that, and it is going wrong because Chris's microphone is echoing madly. There we go. 
Taylor, we should we should point out as well that if you really want to hear this absolute, um, I don't know, volcano in your ears a second time, it will become a, it will become a podcast. So yeah. if you'd prefer not to find out who Newcastle have drawn in the Champions League for I don't know several hours or hear us talk rubbish about the transfer window, you could you could do it a bit later too. Stay in and watch the draw on YouTube later on, maybe, and just get the highlights uh, instead of getting the live effect. Uh, so this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to have a look through the pots and we'll see the teams that are in there. We'll have a, a bit of a chat about some of the destinations that Newcastle could go to. Um, uh, Barcelona are obviously shitting their pants already uh, at the prospect of facing Eddie's mags. Uh, we'll go through all of that. And when the draw actually happens later on, we'll have a bit of li- live reaction. Now, we will bring a few guests in and out as we go. There might be a few of us might have to leave at some point, either forcibly or voluntarily. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get right through. We've got a long time to go. I'm going to have a great time holding this phone up like this for an hour and a half. My right bicep is going to be massive by the time this live room finishes. You never know. I bet your right bicep was massive anyway, though, Taylor. For different it was. Reasons. But I'm left-handed, George, so figure that out. Yeah, me too, yeah. I don't know who put that photo together for the live room feed on Twitter with my photo on, but that was quite clearly taken around about four stone ago. I don't know what's happened there. That's what you used to do the Levine of the podcast world and insisted on everything being retouched before it was officially used. Yeah, and someone on the on the feed just asked, did we actually just say an hour and a half? And yes, we did, because we don't expect Newcastle to be out of the pot and drawn until around about quarter past uh, six-ish, something like that, maybe it's even a little bit later. So we'll take you right through all that. Yeah, that's I'm right. T- I'm staying for ten, 10 minutes. Somebody else has also said, ha, 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 this is angry M, ha, 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 what a bunch of wonderful twats you all are. Love the endeavour, fellas. We're trying you know, we don't demand a podcast that wins. We demand a podcast that tries. Come on. We are very trying as well, George, aren't we? Let's be we really honest. Are. Yeah, we really Absolutely. are. Well, I'll tell you what, chaps. Shall we have a little look through the pots then just to, uh, and have a little discussion about some of the teams that are in there and we'll talk about the possibilities. Obviously, Newcastle have been put into pot four alongside Union Berlin, Lons, uh, Real Sociedad, Young Boys Burn, Galatasaray, Royal Antwerp and Celtic. So Newcastle can't be drawn in a group with any of those teams. Uh, and they also can't be drawn in a group with Man City, Man United or Arsenal. So there is a lot of options there, isn't there? Let's just have a quick look at pot one. This is what you would call the tasty pot, Chris. The most tasty pot. The one with all of the uh, high achievers executive types, Man City, Sevilla, Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern Munich, PSG, Benfica and Feyenoord. Out of those, uh, which would you fancy the most? I would really fancy, I think Bayern Munich would be a wonderful draw. I think that would be wonderful, a wonderful trip away. Munich's a great city and, and to see Jordi descend on that. I mean, we did actually, bizarrely, at the Athletic, for some reason, George, uh, Jacob and I were added into a WhatsApp group last week, which basically said can you all pick which games you want to do in the Champions League so we can sort out travel? To which none of us had a clue what they were going on about because it's like, well, we don't know when Newcastle are going to be playing. We don't know who they're going to be playing and we don't know where they're going to be playing. Apart from that, we can all say, yes, we'll definitely do each of these games. I mean, I missed the first three group stage games. I'm back after that. And George claims that I am not allowed to go to to an away game once I return because I haven't started in the Champions League. But I also know that after the first away game, George will be sick of his life and won't want to do any more of them. No, you're starting at the very bottom of the pile. Uh, Yet again, you've taken a year off for reasons which have yet to be explained to me in a satisfactory manner. You've absolutely forfeited your right to do any good (laughs) matches. It's it's the under-23s. It's the youth team. 
It's Heat and Stunnington. I hope you enjoy that. I love Heat and Stunnington, but that's uh, that's who you're reporting on from now on. And possibly, yeah, the Papa Johns, if you if you behave yourself. Uh, the Champions League, absolutely, you can do one, pal. Do one. I just want to point out as well that Craig in the in the chat has said typical Chris picking the sausage capital of Europe for his particular tie that he wants to go to. Of course, that, that had to be the reason. I mean, it had to be the reason. <laughs> That's excellent. George, how about you? Is there any from that first pot that you that you particularly fancy? Barcelona would be nice, wouldn't it? It brings back memories of years gone by. Yeah, some other people who are more clever than me have pointed out that you could actually get this a Bobby Robson draw, which would be quite good, wouldn't it? That would be Club, amazing. Clubs that he that he uh, that he'd manage, which would be uh, which would be brilliant. No, um, I'm I'm pretty hopeless at these things. Really, I've sort of just tended to agree to when people have said, wouldn't it be great to go to Madrid? I mean, I, I just, I don't really care who Newcastle draw. I just can't wait. Look, really looking forward to it. I suppose my my main demand will be somewhere nice and warm. Yeah, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? That would be lovely. Um, Jacob, uh, as far as you're concerned, are Newcastle better off trying to get uh, what you would call a slash easy draw, in quotes, or would it be better off to play some of the glamour teams? I think you want the experience you want with teams. Like, if you're going to go far in the competition, you're going to have to play the best at some points and be guaranteed to actually get those games, those kind of blue ribbon ties in the group stages. So, go for that. Yeah. I, mean, I know that George does fancy the old Bobby tour so that he can purely reuse all the content from Bobby 90 back in February and doesn't have to write a single new article throughout the group stages. Um, Quite appealing, yeah. Jacob. I'm Jacob. I'm a massive believer in recycling, and um, that goes for my own writing as well as uh, you know environmental stuff. So nothing wrong with that. Well, I, better I for the planet. Asked George this question casually last week, Taylor, about who did he fancy, and he went on a ten minute rant about why he didn't believe in draws, didn't get excited over these sorts of things. Um, why he actually thought the Carabao Cup draw came into it, and the simplicity of that, it, it was quite bizarre. Yeah, he's not overly keen on all of this stuff, is he? Um, Chris, that pot two, there are some tasty teams in that pot two, isn't there? Real Madrid, Inter, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, uh, Rebel Leipzig, Porto. Those are the teams that Newcastle could potentially end up in groups with. Out of those teams, which which ones do you fancy the most and, and which would you see Newcastle doing all right against as well? Yeah, because obviously in pot two, there's two English teams, so there's only six potential uh, options for Newcastle. I mean, Real Madrid would be huge. Uh, a, a lot of people have mentioned that in separate different parts. I think that would be wonderful. Atletico Madrid as well. Madrid's a wonderful city. But I also think that, that Borussia Dortmund have that experience of going across to Dortmund. Similar in many ways in terms of footballing city, the way that they support their team. I think that would be a really, really good trip away. So, but any, I mean, this is this is splitting hairs. Whatever the group comes out as, it's going to be absolutely fantastic for Newcastle. Whether it's someone they faced before in Inter Milan, the famous San Siro yeah. in the 2002-2003 season, but equally somewhere like RB Leipzig, where obviously Newcastle have never been because they're a fairly new club. That would be a wonderful place for, for Newcastle to go as well. So the, the fact that there, that there isn't anywhere domestic, it will be all European teams. They can't they can't draw another Scot a Scottish team because Celtic are in the same pot as them. Rangers didn't get through. I just think it's wonderful. So a couple of people on our on our chat function. There is a chat function so that you can um, you can leave us uh, messages. You can also ask to speak. We'll be doing that at some point. But Stephen and uh, Thomas are both complaining about Jacob's sound quality. Stephen is saying, "Is Jacob speaking into a megaphone five miles away from his phone?" 
And Thomas asks, does Jacob have his finger over his microphone? No. I mean, the quite interesting thing about Jacob, albeit that he is barely pubescent in terms of age, his phone is so old, it's actually an abacus, which is quite unusual. Don't know how he manages to speak to people, and but that's what he's doing. He's trying to do this over an abacus. You should be, um, you should be impressed that he's managing to do what he is. I got this phone when I finished my A-levels, I believe. So it's about six years old at this point and still battling on. And so uh, I, I said that I'd uh, hold on until Newcastle got a game in Europe, so maybe there'll be a replacement soon. Was it like an iPhone 5 or something like that? Yeah, the very same. Yes, knew it. I think the draw is about to start, but because we... I, I hope we have this muted because we're chatting to each other and using various forms of technology. I'm not entirely sure, but I think anyway, Newcastle are in pot four, which means they will be drawn out towards the end. So what's going to happen here is there's going to be eight groups drawn and obviously Newcastle can't be in Man City's group, but could be in any of the other ones. So for now, I think we're going to get pot one soon, or at least they're all standing over pots with, with balls that look like Champions League balls. So it's all getting very exciting. I'm really excited now, Chris. I don't know about you. That is um, That has really got my heart rate going. Men stood over pots with balls. Brilliant stuff. Um, we've got a little look at pot three as well. Let's have a little look at that, Jacob. Some tasty teams in their mind. There's some... Potentially brilliant away days. Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, AC Milan, Lazio, Red Star Belgrade, Braga, PSV and FC Copenhagen. There's some big names and some not so big names, but my God, they're all great ties if we get any of those. This is a tough one for George's quest to go somewhere warm. I think unless he draws Braga, he's in, he's in trouble a little bit, seeing as it's depths of winter. Um, yeah, some great teams there. Obviously, AC Milan is one which has been brought up loads because of connections between the two clubs. Sven Botman, Sandro Tonali, what an adventure that could be. And then there's a couple I mean, I know very little about. I mean, FC Copenhagen, Red Star Belgrade. But to be honest, Champions League's meant to be an adventure, right? And kind of a trip into the unknown. Part of me quite likes the idea of having that unknown quantity we come to know over the next few months if i can seriously answer this question because i didn't well actually no to non-seriously answer this question i am gutted that newcastle can't get young boys just because i could have made loads and loads of puerile jokes that loads of people have made before but it would have been our turn to do that and that would have been great i would love to go to napoli that's somewhere i've always wanted to go to it would be a very, very tasty away day, to put it uh, mildly, and potential problems there. But that is somewhere that I would love to go to. Yeah, same. I th- Napoli would be a big one for me. I'd love to go to as well. Napoli, Dortmund. I've always wanted to go to Dortmund and watch football in that stadium and just experience that, you know. Salzburg as well, beautiful part of the world. It could be That could be an amazing, uh, an amazing trip. Red Star Belgrade are like a team from my youth. They're like a team that you would hear about in the European Cup playing against Villa or someone like that on in, in some random semi-final. But you don't, I haven't heard much from them for a long time. So I'm glad to see that name has come back. Proper football names, proper football teams. Somebody in the chat has said, is Taylor hungry? Because apparently every group has got tasty teams in it. Uh, and if you know one thing about me, it's that I'm always hungry. So uh, yes, the answer to that is yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and Richard H says, young boys banter, hilarious. I know, but come on, you've got to allow us our time, Richard. Come on, I mean, I, I've, it had to be done, and I've done it, so I can't take it back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Right, and um, we have got some football to talk about, some Newcastle United football to talk about. So, shall we? Uh, shall we have a little look at? Well, have a little talk about the League Cup draw because that happened yesterday, and we got Manchester City. What a fucking surprise that was! There was also a little bit of controversy as well, wasn't there? Because Newcastle were put in as ball number twenty when they shouldn't have been, uh, and subsequently the EFL have come out and said that this is the case and that Newcastle shouldn't have been ball number twenty and. It's all a little bit mad, isn't it? But George, the, the the EFL Cup, obviously Newcastle, or the Carabao Cup, should I say, Newcastle got the final last year. Do you think we've got it in us to go all the way again? Well, Man City usually win it, don't they? So that is not the kindest of draws, albeit at home in the early rounds, they will rotate. But then again, I'm sure Newcastle will as well. Yeah, it kind of adds to this feeling, sort of Jacob uh, has written a kind of column on this that she's gone up today about that sort of sense of things feeling slightly different this season. And I think it like adds to that sense that it feels a bit bumpier. I don't mean anything more sinister than that, but it's um, it's not a kind draw. They did have a kind draw in the League Cup last season. Yeah, if they're going to progress, they're going to have to do it the hard way. But, you know, if we take a step back and if we kind of put ourselves back in a mindset from before the Liverpool match. It's a big game. It's a good game. I would have preferred a little game, but, you know, there's nothing for Newcastle to to be scared of. And albeit Man City are exceptional, as we saw only a couple of weeks ago, it will be a very different side. So it's another good test. On a completely pointless note, just just to say to everyone, I apologise because I did get excited. And instead of actually a team being drawn, what we've had is some very complicated graphics about how the draw is going to work. And now we're just getting introduced to every single team in pot one. So apologies to everyone. As usual, I thought, oh, they might actually get round to the draw here. But like all these things, they are trying to drag it on as long as possible. I'm watching a video, but it's just a video of Man City winning it last season. Is that what you're watching? No. As always, Chris Woff was a good deal premature there, so uh, that's a shame. Let's have a little talk about the international break as well. Obviously, this is the most ridiculous time in the world to put an international break in, just as the Premier League season is getting going. And uh, as we know, Chris Woff hates international football with a passion. However, there are a couple of uh, Newcastle players involved with England and also Elliot Anderson with Scotland. Jacob Kieran Trippier, Callum Wilson back in the England squad. No Nick Pope, though, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a bit of an unknown. Yeah. Obviously, Trippier continued his uh, good start to the season. Um, oh, sorry, continued his good form from last season at the start of his yeah. campaign. Uh, Callum Wilson, strange one, because, I mean, you see why he's in the team, especially with even Tony being, you know, uh, suspended at the moment. But he's not had a start yet, and Nick Pope's submission is probably the big talking point. Uh, Pope missed out on the last squad because he had an operation in his finger after playing injured basically for the last couple of months of the season so maybe that fed into it um but quite unlucky for nick can i just ask you there jim did you call him even tony Ivan, yeah castore situation again ivan tony even tony even tony scoring goals this season right my god (laughs) (laughs) and we should point out that the draw has now started it's just the pot one teams being put into their own groups so it doesn't really matter at this point. So, for example, Bayern have gone into Group A, Sevilla, Sevilla, sorry, have gone into Group B, Napoli, Group C, 
Benfica Group D. That's kind of meaningless because they're only they're only there by themselves at the moment. But just in case you feel you want to know that. Lovely stuff. Thanks for that, George. No, I'm here to serve. Absolutely. Uh, just uh, so everyone's aware, if you have joined us a little bit late, you are listening to the Athletics uh, live room for Pod on the Time. Uh, we're looking at the Champions League draw live for the first time in 20 years. Newcastle United are in the Champions League and the excitement is building. Some teams have been put into groups. That's what's happened so far. And we are all on the edge of our seats. Um, so, uh, oh, we have to say as well. Chris, we haven't mentioned this yet, but extra congratulations for Kieran Trippier. He was named in the PFA Player of the Year, uh, PFA Team of the Year, sorry, for the Premier League. Our first player in there since Colicini in 2011-12. That's a, a bit of an award for him, isn't it? It is, and thoroughly deserved. I mean, he was top of so many statistical rankings in terms of balls into the box, corners, key passes, the legs across across the Premier League. But I think that with Kieran Trippier, the numbers don't really do justice to his influence upon this side in terms of leadership, in terms of the way Newcastle play, the fact that they almost go into a back three, as we've mentioned so many times with him bombing on, on the right-hand side. And really that he has been absolutely transformational for Newcastle United. And the key reason why they got into the Champions League this season, and we are sitting here doing this uh, rather champagne live room for the Champions League draw is because of Kieran Trippier, his leadership and his, his ability on the pitch. So absolutely thoroughly deserved. There could have been a few players who should have been nominated really from Newcastle side, but I think Kieran Trippier is probably the most deserving of them all. Who would you have had in, Chris, in addition to Trippier? You've had Sven Botman and then also you could push to say that Bruno Gimaraes would have been close if not necessarily in there. I mean, Miguel Almiron would have to be in with a shout. Even I'm saying that Miguel Almiron must have, have to have been in with a shout. But Good really, Lord. if you look across the forwards in the league, I think that he probably wouldn't have actually got in there. But yeah, I think I think Botman can feel unfortunate to be in there. And the same applies to Bruno Gimaraes. I'm just going to update us all. Um, because Feyenoord will play in Group E. Uh, PSG will compete in Group F. And wow. Manchester City, the holders of the Champions League, will play in Group G. So who have those teams gone in with, George? Nobody at all at this moment in time, Taylor. They're, Just on their own. They're purely on their own. That's the group of preference, isn't it? That's what you want. Just a group on your own. You only have to beat play, yourselves. Play. Home and away. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh, we are going to do some transfer chat in a bit, and we're going to be joined by Kev Lawson. Um, I must just say as well, before we move on from the Kieran Trippier stuff, I've I've like properly fallen in love with Kieran Trippier over the last nearly two years. I think there's something about him. He might be one of my favourite ever Newcastle United players, George. And I know you're very fond of him and very keen on him, but I'm I'm absolutely besotted with the bloke. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, a transformational signing for Newcastle. Coming to the club uh, when they're in the relegation zone without a relegation clause in his contract, totally believing in what was in front of him and, yeah, just brought immediately brought leadership. We forget that he didn't play very much for the rest of that season, but he made an impact straight away and on and off the pitch, he's just been a proper, proper leader and he's the standard bearer for this for this Newcastle, I, I love the fact he plays for us. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. He's been outstanding and he doesn't let his standards slip and he ensures that everybody else keeps to them as well. He's he's made people lift with him. Um, yeah. I totally agree with you. It's a long time since I've been in love with a right back, but <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly to, uh, to, to happy to admit that about Trippier, yeah. 
So was it Warren Barton, the one before that? It has to be, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Flowing golden centre Barton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right then, I think we're going to try and bring Kev into the conversation now, Kev Lawson, um, if he's around and available. Oh, Just on God. another note, Borussia Dortmund are the first team from from the second seeds to be put, drawn out, and they are in a group with PSG. So oh. Newcastle theory could go into that group. So there could be Dortmund and Paris, two destinations potentially for Newcastle United. Wow, outstanding! Uh, right then, I'm very excited to be joined by Kev Lawson uh, for this conversation. Kev's been a guest before. Works for Statsbomb. His work has been featured on the Newcastle United website, and he's rightly been getting plaudits for his tweets about our signings, especially in this window. All his statistical breakdowns are available in one big summer window transfer mega thread. Uh, so go and check that out if you get the chance. But apart from that, hello, Kev. How are you doing? Hello, Taylor. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Nice to have you, mate. It's uh, all the lads are here. George is still here. Jacob's here and Chris is here as well. Nice to talk to you again, Chris, and uh, great to catch up again, Jacob. Pleasure as always. I uh, look forward to, to hearing who you think Newcastle should sign in the next, what is it, 18 hours, uh, sorry, 28 hours, whether they, <laughs> with, they're unlikely to sign anyone, but let, let's, let's, just, let's just see, let's just have a think. You know, things could change. No, it's nice just to have a genuine expert joining us for at least sort of fifteen minutes of levity compared to the usual, uh, the usual level of analysis which usually happens. That's stretching the the term expert, I think, uh, to its uh, to breaking point, maybe taken. But yeah, no, I appreciate uh, appreciate the love and the everything. Yeah. I'm going to interject quickly because Arsenal have been drawn Ooh. in Group B with Sevilla, the um, the Europa League holders, who actually finished, I think it was 12th in La Liga last season. Um, but uh, but yeah, they obviously they obviously get through for winning the Europa League. So I guess that's kind of an Unai Emery derby, isn't it? Really. Yeah, so Newcastle can't get Group B and Newcastle can't get the group that Man City are in either. Uh, so that's two groups there that we can that we can say categorically that Newcastle won't be in. I'm personally um, hoping for the Bobby Robson tour group with Paul. Oh, we all are. Yeah. Atletico uh, also third out in pot two and they join Feyenoord in Group E. Right then, uh, Kev. Let's have a little chat about the signings uh, Newcastle made over the summer. A decent start for them. Um, let's talk about Sandro Tonali. Uh, he looks even better now, doesn't he? We see the, the the travails of other clubs who've been chasing centre midfield targets. Let's not talk about Liverpool, though. But Tonali's he's made a good start, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, it's been um, a really positive start. I think uh, he's hit the ground like running, as uh, as I say, and he hasn't stopped ever since he's been on the pitch. Um, it's been, I think, like what was clear last year at AC Milan, where some of his passing numbers looked a bit not so great, was that you know he was swapped over from the left hand of their defensive midfield to the right hand yeah. side like the previous season, and him being in like the eight role at Newcastle, like the right side of our midfield where he pushes on and and just gets to use all of that energy to press the ball, he's a perfect fit for Eddie's team, and he has an especially nice uh, pass from the the right half space as well, which we saw for the, the first goal where Botman slid it across the box for Isaac to score against Villa. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that cross from that from that free kick, that's a pass that's a bit of a trademark of his. So it's really nice to see that come out so early. 
Just a couple of things to jump in on. Manchester United are in Group A alongside Bayern Munich. So Newcastle United cannot go to Munich, disappointingly, seeing as they were my pick. Shock horror. The second question I have, and this is a very Colcanesque question, but Kev, can you explain to me what the difference between a space and a half space is? Because this is something that gets talked about a lot in football, but what is the difference? Effectively, like vertically on the pitch, um, uh, as you go across, the, the the pitch is broken up into like five areas. So you have the bit in the the, the bit in that where the centre circle is, and like right down the centre line where the pe- uh, penalty spot is, and the the centre the centre spot. And then you have like two spaces either side of that that are like the width of the penalty area. Those are what we call the half spaces. And then you've got the bit from the edge of the the 18 yard box to to like the touchline and that's like the wide area so it's the bits in between the very center of the pitch and the 18 yard box you see it all the time where coaches like draw up their tactics you'll see the the, the pitch uh, sort of sliced into five vertical slices and the half spaces are like if you were counting right to left would be two and uh, four those spaces you still with us george I have absolutely no idea what's just happened in the last 90 seconds. Sorry, Kev. That was just a salad of words. That was the um, most pleased I've ever seen anybody look in history. That was amazing. <laughs> no, I, I, I love Kev and I, I love his work and uh, I learned something from it. And I need to learn something from it because it's not my not my strong point. We should probably give a slight update, shouldn't we? So we know yes. Porto with Barcelona. So mm, uh, in Group H and Real Madrid and Napoli the... in Group C. Ooh, Hang on, George. Cool. That means that the Sabobi Tour is definitely still on, doesn't it? If Barcelona and Porto are in the same group. It good Lord. Could this be happening? Um, it could be, yes. We were talking about transfers, sorry, uh, and the, the people who came in. Harvey Barnes, uh, Kev. Harvey Barnes came in for Alanson Maximan. Uh, probably a more direct, probably a bit more how-friendly as a winger than Alanson Maximan, do you reckon? Definitely. Um, I think one of the things that was really clear at certain points last last year, especially between January and the end of February, was like Newcastle was struggling to finish chances. And I, it was even mentioned in the Amazon sort of documentary that was a, a problem. And Harvey Barnes is, and you know, up there, he's a pr- pretty elite finisher. That's something that he's shown all throughout his time in the Premier League. He tends to beat his expected goals um, averages quite a lot. I think he's done that three of the five seasons that he's been in, yeah. in, in the Premier League. So, like, that's something that when the chances come, he should take them. And so, over the course of a season, that should be a net positive for Newcastle, even if he doesn't have the prodigious, you know, ball juggling skills that um, Alan had. <laughs> We Sadly, just yes. the Bobby tour is off. Is is off now? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Shakhtar are now in that in that group. So we are halfway through the uh, draw. It's actually gone quite quicker than I expected. So Newcastle could still get drawn with Napoli and Real Madrid, Benfica, yeah. Inter, Feyenoord, Atletico, Paris Dortmund, Barcelona, Porto. Interesting. So, for anybody who's joined us a bit late, uh, this is the Athletics Live Room uh, for the Champions League draw uh, for Pod on the Time. We've got Kevin Lawson with us. We're just talking a little bit about uh, the summer signings. Uh, Kev, um, Anthony Gordon, he had an amazing game against Liverpool. He, he really ran Trent Alexander-Arnold ragged, didn't he? What's your thoughts on, on Anthony Gordon since he's came in? At the time when he signed, I did a, a long thread about what I thought he would bring to the team. I think when you compare his numbers, like his... 
expected goals and his expected assists numbers to his peer group, like the players around around him at the same age. They're very, very good. And he was doing those numbers for Everton in a, what was a very poor Everton team. So when you add like the, well, Newcastle are much better, uh, the team effect of what that's going to have to, you know, to improve his just attacking statistics just by having more of the ball, more chances. It was a fairly safe bet that he would do you know, okay after after a period of bedding in, and I think we're starting to see that this season. The cross yeah. for the Tonali goal was fantastic and just showed how two-footed he is as a player. That uh, was with his left went to, on the outside. He is primarily right-footed, but he can use both. And then you know we're seeing him just take his goal with a plum against Liverpool. And there was quite a lot of moments like that last season, even when he wasn't fully up to speed, where. He had chances and they just weren't falling right or just weren't, he just didn't hit it quite right. And it was only in the last game that we saw him sort of score. And, you know, if you think about think about that, in his last four or five games, he has, you know, two goals and one assist. So, you know, he's he's on for already on for a, a good spell of form for Newcastle, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Tino Livramento, he's came in as well. He completely pod-bombed us, which is what happens with Newcastle when they have a, a new signing or any bit of exciting news. They wait till we record and then they announce something straight afterwards. Uh, came a bit out of the blue, that one, but also another very promising young player, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think like when I did like my thread before the summer about what I expected Newcastle to do, right back wasn't on there. I thought that they would just let Harrison Ashby, Ashby be the, the backup um, and maybe keep hold of um, Emil Kraft and, you know, have three but three guys there. But, like, Trippier is an incredibly important player to Newcastle and being in a position to find a player as good as him or could be as good yeah. as him, I should say, um, feels like, felt like absolutely a no-brainer when, when you looked at it like that. You know, there's not that many quality right-backs that you can sign for that sort of money. I mean... Pep Guardiola spent hundreds of millions on fullbacks, and that's the reason. Yeah. You know, they're so important to the modern game. So, yeah. Uh, how are we doing, chaps? George, can we, can you give us an update on how the groups are looking? I suppose so. Um, Everyone's saying Group F looks like an absolutely mental group of death, apparently. So, uh, Group F is PSG, Dortmund, and Milan. So, yes, Ooh. that would be um, that would be a good one. Um, and so I now can't work out. Uh, Salzburg have gone into Group D with Benfica okay. and Inter. Okay, so, that's an interesting uh, one. So we're not too far away now. We can't be far off at all. We can't be far off at all. Um, okay, let's just have a look at this here. Um, oh, what we didn't mention, Chris Harrison Ashby scored for Swansea. Massive news when we're doing a uh, live draw on the Champions League coming up, but it, but a positive, a positive bit of news. On the running order. <laughs> it what it is a positive thing that Newcastle, with all the right backs as, as we're talking about, Tino Livermento coming in, how important Kieran Trippi has been. Uh, Harris Nashby wasn't going to get game time, and so went to Swansea. And, and yes, he, he scored. So that's great. He he, he played during preseason, scored during preseason for Newcastle United as well. Um, but yeah, that's a that a good start to, to his loan, but. Not the main thing I think people are thinking about right at this moment in time, I'll be honest. Okay, so, uh, Jacob, let's come to you for a little bit. We haven't heard from you for a little while. Um, there was the article released uh, this week as well about how many boyhood Newcastle United fans are in the squad. We've got eight in our squad, uh, and the, the article was asking, does it matter? Um, from your point of view, what do you think? 
Um, I, I think it's not so much, and I spoke to Alan Shearer about this, it's not so much that kind of players are trying hard on the pitch. They're obviously professional, but it's what it does for building culture. Players right. in the be kind of not used to the city. They might not know what the expectation is. And it's the idea that Newcastle have these players who kind of know what the difficulties have been over the last 10, 15 years, 20 years. It's There's no assumptions. They know where they've come from and know what to play for. But I mean, there's also kind of some challenges to being a boyhood fan. Kind of you could get, I mean, there's a chat of it. You could kind of see yourself get, getting underpaid. There's a bit more pressure on you because it's harder to kind of escape. It's mm. hard to escape family. Um, so it's a double-edged sword, but then as Steve Watson said, this is what you sign up for at Premier League level, playing for your local club. You've got the rough with smooth. Okay, there's a few people I've seen now that pop four is being drawn, George. Is that right? Uh, not on my laptop, so we'll have to ask Chris this. It's just about to get to pop four, so we're at a stage now where Newcastle United are going to be out in the draw imminently. Uh, okay. They know they're only, they're only certain groups that they can be in. I haven't actually got all the groups right in front of me at the moment because my laptop hasn't fully updated, but we know they can go into to Group E because that's Lazio, Feyenoord and Atletico Madrid. They can go into Group D because that's Salzburg, Benfica and Inter Milan. Uh, they can go into Group F because that's AC Milan, PSG and Borussia Dortmund. They can also go into Group H because Shakhtar, Donetsk, Barcelona and Porto are in. So they are the potential groups that Nicassian could go into. Okay, we're not far off, are we, at all? My word, this could happen any second. This could happen any second, literally. It's quite exciting. I feel like Graham Norton on the night of, um, you know, like Eurovision. Yeah, this is all good fun. Kev, are you still there as well? I'm still there, yeah. Good stuff. Excellent. We're getting really close now. I don't feel like I need to talk about transfers and boyhood Newcastle fans when the Champions League draw is about to be a thing and Newcastle are going to know who they're playing. Michael has made a good point, which I didn't mention at the start, that actually Newcastle can't go in any of Group A to D because they have to be on an opposite night to Arsenal, which means that they are, there are only a couple of groups they can go into, which are, I believe, E. Oh, they can go into E, F or H. So they're the three groups Newcastle can go into. So now they get Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid and Lazio, PSG, Borussia Dortmund and AC Milan, or Barcelona. Right. Well, Newcastle are out, apparently, but they're not yet on mine. Newcastle are out. Newcastle. Someone to see him. Newcastle are we going to go in F, aren't we? But the second, uh, the second ball, they're really racking up the tension on. Well, the tension is palpable. It is absolutely palpable. Um, I can feel it from the tips of my finger toes. Finger toes. That's just how. That's how tense I am. I've lost the ability yeah. to speak. You could cut the atmosphere with a special atmosphere cutting device, couldn't you, George? That is absolutely correct, Taylor. Live from Monaco, where I don't pay any taxes. Let's find out what happens next. Oh, group of death. Are we in F? We are. That is that is astonishing. It's a table. dream draw. That is a dream That's draw. That's a dream draw. Top table. That is royalty, isn't it? We are up there with royalty there. That is properly... I've just watched your call pull Newcastle United out of the ball there. That is ridiculous. There you go. Newcastle United are in Group F with Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, AC Milan. Newcastle United make up the last team for Group F. 
they are going to be some unbelievable games of football, some amazing nights at St. James's Park and some fantastic away days for the lucky fans who get to go there. Uh, George, let's go to you straight away for immediate reaction. How are you feeling? Have you started crying yet? No, I haven't started crying. I might do when I hear the, uh, no, not the Champions League anthem, but I think, you know, seeing St. James's uh, and hearing St. James's full on that on the first night, whoever that's against, I mean, that will just be extraordinary. I mean, these are all teams who've got a fantastic pedigree. We know that uh, PSG, you know, the pressure on them is to win the Champions League every season. Yeah. That's, their, that's their sort of... A uh, huge uh, task. If you don't do it, then you tend to get sacked. Um, so, and, you know, Luis Enrique is their manager now. So, and, you know, yes, they don't have Neymar anymore, but they still have absolutely incredible players. Kylian Mbappe, arguably the best around at the moment. We made loads of jokes yeah. about Mbappe coming to St. James's when the takeover happened. Now he is coming. That's uh, really exciting. You know, the brilliant thing is that. Newcastle will back themselves to 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 give all these teams matches. We've, you know, maybe the last week hasn't shown that uh, off off into the best way possible, but we know that they can compete. And yeah, that's just absolutely brilliant. That's an amazing draw. I just want to go through some of the some of the comments on the on the live room here. There's some belters, um, some nice days out there. Um, tasty, which is correct. I'm over the moon from Angry M. Uh, the Tenali Derby from Jonathan P. The Tenali Derby, of course. We'll get second behind PSG. Bring it on from James W. Uh, nice for Sandro to go back to uh, Milan, yes. Uh, can't wait to see Dan Byrne manhandling Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, Chris, how are you feeling, mate? That is a big draw. Yeah, I think it's... I'm like George. I think it's it's wonderful. If you're back in the Champions League after after 20 years, well, what do you want? You you want to be playing the, the very best sides. And, and there couldn't really have been many draws which would have brought Newcastle better than this. I mean they've obviously got the the pick of the of the of the third seeds in, in AC Milan who I mean it's a very difficult draw but it's a it's a wonderful one. Back to the San Siro and uh, Newcastle United will go. Borussia Dortmund I said before I'd love that again. Germany I can go and get a brat verse that'll be absolutely fantastic. And George yes. is delighted that Newcastle have got Paris Saint Germain because he he is just going to go and stay in his dad's flat across there for a month and and then work quote-unquote from across there so so George has got his next holiday sorted right now yeah I have to see when that is that was uh that is a brilliant one no I mean obviously Dortmund famed for their you know for the atmosphere as well that's it's just yeah I mean I, I just think that is that is astonishing it sort, of, it sort of reminds me in the opposite way to the story that Alan from work Alan Sheerard sort of tells about winning the Premier League with Blackburn and them all probably crowding around the radio back in those days waiting to waiting to see who they get and they ended up with that sort of pretty awful group and it, all, it ended with them um, you know in like minus 20 degree temperatures in Moscow and them David Batty and Graham Lasso scrapping on the pitch and it turned into a sort of nightmare and it was and it was depressing there's nothing depressing about this I mean yes it's the absolute ultimate draw but it's fabulous. I mean, the day after getting Man City in the League Cup, I mean, things... I've just said, I mean, I've just, like said, five, ten minutes ago, there's this slight feeling of things being a little bit more difficult this season. And, you know, it, it just feels like that. But it is just fabulous. 
I've just I've just taken the temperature of the mood on the live room chat here, and we we seem to be getting knocks here for being positive and upbeat about this. And there's a few people saying, surely we wanted an easy draw or an easier draw in order to get through the groups um, and get into the knockouts. Um, it I don't know. I feel I just feel excited about the draw. I don't know whether I want an easy draw or a hard draw. It just I'm just really excited to be in the draw. I get what people are saying. They would rather we had an easier group, but I mean, you can't help but look at those ties and be excited, Chris. The thing is, there was never going to be a quote-unquote easy draw for Newcastle because they were in pot four, so they were always going to get some top teams. There was always going to be at least one absolutely huge European giant. There were probably going to be two. And I, I sort of look at the. I, I entirely understand that it could have been on paper a lot easier and therefore Newcastle might have had more chance of progressing. But Newcastle were really fancy themselves. And none of these teams, as big as they are, as important as they are, none of these teams will fancy coming to St. James's Park. I mean, it will be at, whichever the first home game is, it will be absolutely bouncing at St. James's Park. I mean, all of them will be, but that first one, the atmosphere will be wonderful. And so I just think, I, I think that Newcastle want to test themselves against the best. I entirely understand people may be like, oh, could have got further in competition. But Newcastle could still go through this group. And if not, they could try and get that third spot and get through the Europa League. I don't think that we should be negative about the fact that they've got such wonderful teams in the Europe. That, that's why you want to be in the Championship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a couple of things to say. I mean, let's not forget that how long ago, 18 months ago, 19 months ago, Newcastle were in the relegation zone in the Premier League. Now they've got this incredible Champions League draw to look forward to. The other thing, and it's, this is a point that our very own Adam Crafton is making on Twitter, or what used to be called Twitter, he's saying that, yes, you know, Newcastle feel like underdogs in that draw, but this summer they've just gone across to Milan, taken one of Milan's best players from them, you know, and that this actually is the order of things in Newcastle, that that's not to kind of denigrate the draw or to say that Newcastle will be the underdogs. They are in pot four, after all, yeah. but... You know, there's nothing, you know, Newcastle have shown in that sense that they can compete with the biggest clubs in Europe in terms of transfers. And there's absolutely no reason why they can't be competitive in these matches either. I really don't. It's a massive ask. A lot of people talk about, you know, the fact that a lot of Newcastle's players won't have played in the competition before. Yeah. The coaching staff won't have competed at this level before. But, you know, Eddie Howe hadn't competed in the top four before last season and handled it brilliantly. It's something to be embraced. And again, you know, this isn't one-off. I know it's easier said than done and anything can happen in football, but the idea is that Newcastle get into Europe and then stay there and hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, become regulars in the Champions League. That's the big idea. If this is going to be your first go back at it, though, after 20 years, my God, it's just brilliant. All of these games are to be relished. And as you said, St. James is for these nights oh. will just be extraordinary. Good it's luck. Be be uh, Kev, are you still there, Kev? I'm still here, I'm still yeah. Here. Lovely, mate. How would you feel about that, then? I love, I it. love it. These are all marquee ties. You know, Newcastle fans can go searching for Mackhams again in Milan. You know, this is perfect thing for, for everything. We've got nothing to fear against any of these teams. And I think, like, testing ourselves against the best is the next step for the group anyway. Like, I know that we've not had a great great week against City and, and Liverpool, but like these are the games that are going to improve everyone from Howell down to the you know the, the young players in the team. So yeah, bring it on. I'm I'm with George on this. These are huge European names, and they are all very good teams in their own right. But just just to look at it, as we've already said, 
as, as George mentioned, Newcastle have taken Sandro Tonali from AC Milan. They've lost some of their best players this summer, as have Borussia Dortmund over the course of the last couple of years. Dortmund haven't started the season particularly well in terms of how they've been playing, even if they've got a decent number of points early in the Bundesliga. And also, what is fascinating when Newcastle play PSG is although PSG are also transitioning under new management, what have PSG been over the last few years? They've had a front three who've basically been allowed to do what they want and the rest of the team has to sort of cover for them. Newcastle are the opposite of that. Everyone has to work to be in the team and still having Kylian Mbappe there, one of the world's very best players coming to Tyneside, if he still is at PSG, as it looks like he probably will be, even if he's trying to extract himself to a certain degree from, from the club or they're trying to, we're trying to get rid of him. I think it's just fascinating. There's so many subplots to this and I just think that to have those three teams, Newcastle will be really testing themselves but I also think there are weaknesses in all three of them which this Newcastle side can look to exploit. I totally agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jacob, how are we doing over there? Are we okay? Are you still there? How are you feeling about it all? I, I'm just going to stick with a consensus opinion here that it is just so exciting. I mean, it's when it's kind of you raise your game to the people around you and I think mm. I think themselves capable of that like last season we had a good record against top six teams and if you can do the same again in the champions league i i just think the rule will hold absolutely uh what what pot were everton in i missed that well as george said 19 months ago newcastle were in the relegation zone so i'm just going to start booking my tickets for 2025 26 champions league now see you soon definitely absolutely um okay our producer ollie has highlighted tonali return in massive letters on the running order which i presume means he wants us to speak about sandro tonali's return to ac milan kev i'll come to you for that that is going to be great for him to go back there isn't it yeah i, I wouldn't have thought he would have expected to go back quite so soon but like no i would imagine it would be quite an emotional moment for him as someone that has grown up supporting that club and being and playing against uh, playing against them but you know he's going to be able to tell Newcastle exactly all of his teammates exactly what to expect and there'll be no no fear and nothing you know nothing like that going into the game but like it'll be one of those games where he'll have to keep his emotions in check as well like that's yeah we've not really seen an angry side to him yet on the pitch but I could imagine that it's not wouldn't be uh, an emotionally easy game for him to to play through. So, um, really looking forward to to seeing the back. I mean, there's also the the subplot of Sven Botman as well in Milan. They were trying to buy him when we were trying to buy him. So, if he hasn't scored his first goal by then, that's where my money will be. And it just goes to show the um, the song that everyone has been singing for months upon months and months. Tell me, Mami, Ma, we won't be home for two. We're going to Italy. I mean, we we, we are. are. We are. Yeah. We're going to Italy. Astonishing. Absolutely. We are going to Italy. That's amazing. Um, we're all very, very excited about the about the draw, but we have got a few other little things to talk about before we uh, before we finish off. Liam Thorne was going to come on, but he's been stood down in all the excitement. Um, so we're just going to quickly chat a little bit about the Brighton game coming up. Liam's written two articles for The Athletic uh, about Newcastle this week. The first one's about that Liverpool game. Let's not really talk about that in too much detail. Uh, but it is a positive review of Anthony Gordon. Uh, and we've got Brighton next. And Liam thinks the opposition managers have figured something out about them. So check that out as well. Chris, do we know what that is, that thing that Brighton have? I think uh, George needs to go because he needs to. he's cycling, I think, down to Brighton. Is that how you're getting there now with the train strikes, George? How are you getting there? You're not funny, Chris. It's, surely, I mean, surely that's not something that anybody could possibly think of you. You're not at all funny. You're not at all funny. 
yes, I am already in London. It's Thursday ahead of a Saturday match because my train was cancelled, which I should have been catching tomorrow. So, yes, I'm here. No, I don't have any idea how I'm getting to Brighton on Saturday because there are more strikes. Yes, I'm supposed to be running a half marathon in London on Sunday morning. Yes, I'm going to punch you squarely on the nose the next time I see you. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything else to say other than that. Lovely stuff. Uh, Kev, as well, thank you very much for joining us, mate. We'll let you go. You've, you've been great and you've given us loads of time. We're very, very grateful for that. So we'll let you shoot off now and enjoy your evening. Thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it, guys. Great stuff. Um, right, Chris, let's go back to you. That, that thing Liam Tharm said about Brighton and what the, the little secret special thing is that we can do to get at them. What was that? Do you know? Well, I think it's at least partly to do with the fact that in terms of sitting back and counter-attacking uh, against Brighton at the Amex, if you go and do that, it can be effective. And although they're very, very good in attack defensively, they have weaknesses. Now, will Newcastle go to, to Brighton and just, just do that? I, th I think not quite, but what they were very good at at St. James's Park towards the end of last season was allowing Brighton yeah. heck of a lot of possession, but then pressing them at the right moments and making sure that they made things count. Now, the I suppose you could say the opposite was true against Liverpool to a certain degree. Newcastle weren't clinical. But at, at the Amex, I think I think with the pace of, of Gordon, the pace of, 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 of Newcastle's side in general, I think on the counter-attack, they have such a good opportunity to go there. It's a very, very difficult match. I'm not trying to, to say that it isn't. But if there is an ideal team to try and, and try and play at that and have the pace to, to, to go and get it as an opposition side, it's Eddie Howe's Newcastle United. And so hopefully... I think this will be a cracking game, of a fascinating match in many ways, and I do think Newcastle do have the opportunity to at least get a point there. Yes, I am going to head off now, so I have to, I've got to write something about that Champions League draw. Blimey! Yeah, and I suppose we've all got to uh, we've all got to now focus on the the job in hand, really, haven't we? And uh, yeah, it's an absolutely tantalising prospect to have these matches in front of us. Incredible. But, um, you know, want to put those last two games behind us, particularly the Liverpool match, the disappointment of it. And Brighton will be a tough, tough test. And, yeah, as I say, there has to be a real focus. This isn't supposed to be a novelty. It feels like it. And it's really, really exciting. But the idea is that Newcastle are competing year in, year out in Europe. And so the job that Eddie Howe has to do over the next 24, 48 hours is just to make sure that everybody is focusing we did see what happened when Newcastle got to Wembley and got to the League Cup final. There was a slight wavering of focus and concentration, totally understandably. But yeah, need to get back at it the weekend. In all seriousness, I am looking forward to Brighton. They're a really good team and it's a big test. So I'm going to head off now, but catch you all at the start of next week for the regular podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks, George. Have a safe journey, mate. Look after yourself. Um, right. I think that's about it, isn't it? I think we'll start to wrap up. Let's just uh, say thank you again to everybody who's been on, all of the speakers who got up to speak. Kev as well, who came on. Kev Lawson as well to talk about transfers and was here live when we got the news of the group that Newcastle were going into. Uh, thanks to George and then thanks to Jacob Whitehead, who's had to dive off and write a little reaction piece uh, about that draw. And thanks to you, Chris Woff, as ever, for your company. Just me and you left standing at the end. Uh, it's been all right, hasn't it? I think, you know, we've had worse live rooms. Like, there's not a very high bar you've set there. No. But just to remind anyone, in case you have been on the moon, in case our really, really wonderful description of the draw as it was going on and you missed it, <laughs> Newcastle United have been drawn in a Champions League group with Borussia Dortmund 
AC Milan and Paris Saint-Germain. I'm going to keep saying that over and over and over again. Newcastle United are playing those three teams that I just mentioned. Borussia Dortmund, AC Milan, Paris Saint-Germain. What a group. Unbelievable stuff. It doesn't get much bigger and much better than that, Chris, does it? This is what we've waited for. This is what we wanted. Champions League football is here and Newcastle have been picked against some of the big boys. They're going to be fascinating games. It's going to be great to watch. We'll look out for the fixtures when they come out uh, eagerly. I'm sure they'll not be too long uh, before we get the dates and the times and days and all that sort of stuff. But also, before we go, I just want to say thank you for everybody uh, who's listened to this live room. It's been fun. That's not always a word I would use for these, but it has been fun. Uh, Thanks to you, Chris Boff, and we've already done thanks to George and Jacob as well. That's it. Thanks a lot for listening. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. The Athletic.